Welcome to A Higher Branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Higher Branch. Today, we have mixed things up a little and I have handed the hosting microphone over to my dear friend, Helen Uskovich, who a lot of you that attended Upgrade Your Life would remember her as our, uh, well, she was our dance instructor. She was our choreographer on stage. She got the party uh, rocking on day two, uh, just before David Goggins came on. So Helen is an incredible human. And when I say this, I don't mean it in a cliche. She is an absolute motivational speaker. Uh, She motivates everyone around her, not just through words, but through her actions. If you follow her on Instagram, you'll see what I mean. She's also a fitness coach and a highly successful business owner of Holistic Health, which coaches individuals on how to transform and change their lives to ensure they live the life they deserve, which I love that. Uh, I love that about Helen. She doesn't try and fit people into a box. And in this talk, Helen interviews me about what it takes to live consciously, how to feel empowered every day, and most importantly, how to overcome failures and avoid feeling lost. Something which a lot of us go through in life, but don't know what to do about it. So I bear all in this interview and take you on my personal journey to self-acceptance and finding gratitude. I hope you finish listening to this episode feeling inspired for the day ahead. So sit back and enjoy my interview with Helen Oskovich. I am so excited to have you, Sam, on my show today. I've missed you. The whole world has changed since I've seen you last. And I don't know, I think it couldn't have come at a better time for me to have you on my show today because you're one of these people that really shines bright and you're one of these people that the world needs right now but before we kick it off i need to ask you how many hours of sleep did you get last night uh six hours and one minute six hours and one minute it's very precise i wear i wear these aura ring Mm -hmm. i don't know if you can see the sensors through in there which measures heart rate variability, temperature, heart rate, of course, and deep sleep, REM sleep, light sleep. So I'm playing around with it to try and get more quality with less sleep because a um, efficiency, productivity and performance junkie. So I'm always trying to have more waking hours so I can do more. And when I say do more, not just work more, you know, like live more. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I slept at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I woke up at four twenty, wow. and so obviously that's six hours and twenty minutes. But it registers when you actually fall asleep, and mm-hmm. it was excellent quality. So I got uh, fifty six minutes of deep sleep and one hour and thirteen minutes of REM, and it told me that I was ready to take on the world. And I did a workout. <laughs> You'd be glad to know. Good I, man. I did my meditation, did my journaling. Mm-hmm. And I hit the ground running this morning and uh, here I am with you now. So amazing. Can you tell me how long you've been doing your morning ritual for? A morning ritual since the age of 19. Uh, I'm now well into my 50s. And uh, so it's a long time. Mm. And it was on the back of a bit of a tough time I went through. I guess these days, you know, you would call it a bit of anxiety, maybe even Mm -hmm. 
uh, you know, unhappiness. And it was after I started university, I, I redlined so hard for the HSC, mm-hmm. but I made the mistake of not taking a gap year or even a gap month or something. I just, I just went straight into university and it was a totally, you know, when you're 12 years at a school where you're being managed, when you are reacting to tasks given to you, suddenly you have all this newfound freedom at a university. Mm -hmm. And it was the first year that uh, they allowed uh, law students direct from high school. Prior to that, you had to be a mature age student that had worked in a law firm. So I was the youngest and I found it difficult to uh, keep up with all these brilliant minds in the, uh, yeah, right. in the room. So I worked too much. I didn't play enough, didn't you know, climb the tree of friendship, tree of love. Mm. And I was completely um, yeah, obsessed with just uh, one area of life to the detriment of others. So I didn't eat well, didn't sleep well, didn't exercise. What was that, right? Like back then, who knew? And uh, so I hit the wall and then yeah. I started, you know, not performing very well at university, ironically, because yeah. uh, you're supposed to get better results the more you work at it. But I found like uh, the more harder I work, the, the worse it became. So I realized mm. I had to go back and um, infuse my day with uh, rituals, new rituals, new habits and new hacks. Mm-hmm. So I developed my four, five, six system for rituals. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you stack five good habits. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you stack six life hacks. And uh, uh, so that's all, all yeah. these are in my next, uh, my next book. This man is so extraordinary. I can't wait for this next book. What's it, does it have a title yet? Yeah, it's called The Circle of Conscious Living. It's, um, yeah, so it's all about the how to live. Uh, you know, a lot of people telling us what to do. Mm-hmm. Not, not many people telling us how to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I developed the, you know, the what to do in life mm-hmm. at that age of 19. But then in 2006, again, I hit the wall again from too much work and not enough play. Mm. And um, on the back of that, I then designed my next framework, which was the how. So the, the what is the eight areas of life. And yes. my thesis is that if you you neglect any one of these areas of life, then you, uh, you impact your life force, your creativity, your ability to get into a state of flow. And uh, because each one of these areas fulfill the fundamental human need. Uh, so right. then the what, uh, the what was taken care of, but then I didn't realize till many years later that it's not just the what, it's the, it's the how. So mm-hmm. even though metaphorically I've been... Um, you know, climbing higher in each one of those trees of life, I kept falling off metaphorically mm-hmm. and or climbing to the wrong branch and and then, you. you know, hitting a wall, failing and not knowing how to overcome the failures, rejections, the the inevitables that happen in life. And then it was when I sat down and developed my second framework, which was the how, and that's called mm-hmm. the circle of conscious living. So in the past, I've talked about the what, mm-hmm. but I am now disclosing uh, the how, yep. and um, for me, it's like the framework that I've designed for living is like any system that you would design for working. Mm-hmm. But we've never been, you know, taught to live by a system, life right. systems, life strategies. Mm-hmm. We we have work strategy, mm-hmm. we have work systems. Every one of my people that in this office here behind me, when they come in, they have a computer system that tells them what to do. Mm-hmm. So. The circle of conscious living overlaid on top of the eight areas of life 
is what I call the operating system. It's the world's first life operating system. Now, wow. why is that important? Because you can design the best software, but if it's not laid onto the right operating system, mm-hmm. like Zoom, right? It's using the operating system of Mac OS. And if you're on a PC, mm-hmm. then Windows, right? Yeah. That's the operating system. Without the operating system, you, you cannot make sense of the software. The software doesn't work. So what I mean by that is this. When you have the operating system in, in your life, mm-hmm. then whatever you learn, whether it's from Helen, mm-hmm. Holistic Health, or Tony Robbins, or the next book you pick up, or uh, the next person you meet, or the next employer you work for, everything then that you learn can be implemented. or new things that you learn, uh, your operating system allows you to say yes or no. Does this make sense to me? And if if it doesn't make sense within the operating system, then the operating system dismisses it. And it's up to you to click that tab like I just did on the screen to say no or later. Most people at the moment are suffering anxiety, FOMO, because Mm -hmm. they're overwhelmed by the deluge, the digital deluge, of information that they can't make sense of. And when I say they can't make sense of, what I mean by that is they understand what it is, but they don't know how to implement it in their life. And so they might may, may watch someone, you know, an Instagram influencer or Instagram model doing this or doing that and thinking, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. Then they'll yes. watch a video on YouTube on AI. Why aren't I implementing AI? And so they overwhelm themselves with so much to do and it's, it's not organized for the brain. So the brain can't make sense of it because there's no operating system, right? And mm-hmm. so the software becomes corrupt. People start feeling inadequate. People start feeling overwhelmed and anxious because they have so much that they want to do, but they don't know how to do it. Yes. The reality is comes back to the operating system. And that's why I really believe in the operating system. And that's what gave me the courage to launch a higher branch, gave me the courage to launch Upgrade Your Life event and to write the next book. Because I've seen what this operating system does for the people that I've coached, for my own internal leadership team here. I've seen it in action and I've seen the impact uh, that it has on people. I've built my whole business on that, you know. Uh, so a lot of people say to me, oh, geez, you must be a really smart lawyer because you have you know, the number one banking and finance law firm. And I say, well, it's not about intelligence. It's seriously not. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I'm, I'm all about empowering people and the operating system empowers people. That's, yeah. it's, so they don't need a, a, you know, a life coach. They don't need a life strategist. You know, they need people like yourself, Helen, who provides information but they know what to do with the information. Because how many people have you coached mm-hmm. that uh, give up on what you tell them to do? I can tell you that it's more often than not. <laughs> That's right. More so often than it's, not. It's, this is going to be outstanding. I cannot <laughs> wait to read this book. I just want to ask a question. Why are you so in love? with upgrading not only your life but everyone else's life how did this love affair begin you know i i don't know i think there are some things that are built into us naturally Mm -hmm. 
it's just like uh, a singer who's just naturally has a beautiful voice and often with no training and they become superstars or you can go and learn how to sing for many many years and Mm -hmm. and just still not have a great voice right i think there are some things that are innate in us and that's that's not meant to say if you don't have this particular quality then uh you're missing out on something everyone has different qualities which translate to different gifts so the gift that i think my grandmother passed on to me my grandmother rose is that the gift of empathy Mm -hmm. and the gift of humility but empathy is what allows me to sit with someone and feel what they're feeling and Mm -hmm. and often i find that it is i see that as a tragedy when i see so many brilliant people that i come across Mm-hmm. who um, lost uh, at any given time in their life. We're not always lost, but we go through periods where we're lost, don't know how to get back on track or in pain. Um, and so I, I'm, I feel compelled yeah. uh, to, to listen to them, first of all, because you need to listen first before you, you start to coach. And uh, yeah. I feel compelled to share with them what has worked for me. So I didn't start off you know, I, I became a lawyer to be a lawyer. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't, you know, I'm not in business to become a life strategist or a life coach, but I fell into that because I slowly realized as an entrepreneur, as an employer, as a leader that, um, you know, leads people, that hires mm-hmm. people, that I want them to be the best, not in their job, but in life. And if they're the best in their life, then the job's going to take care of itself. Correct. Why? I know that people listening will be relating to this. There's people that are stuck and there's people that are in pain and there's people that are suffering and there's people that have just settled. So it's never too late. But my question is why should people work on themselves? Why should people upgrade their life? Why should people not just settle for mediocre? and because I know that there is so many people that I know just living this life um, at a mediocre level without even understanding how well or how much better it can be. So why do you think people should love themselves enough to try to take their life that little bit higher or make themselves that little bit happier or feel that sense of fulfilment? Well, First of all, for people that are listening, there is a difference between uh, life ambition mm-hmm. and contentment. So there are some people that genuinely feel content in life where they are. Mm-hmm. And I think if people are at peace with that, then there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yes. But I want to distinguish between that and stagnation, which yes. is what I think you're referring to. Yes. Um, so... I just want to make that distinction because there are some people now that are listening saying, well, I love my life the way it is. I don't need to get up at 4 a.m. and run a marathon, right? Yeah. And my message to those people is keep doing what you're doing. If you're feeling at peace, mm-hmm. you know, my, my barometer is always if, if you have peace of mind when you go to sleep, if you, your head hits the pillow mm. and you're off to a beautiful sleep within 20 minutes and you wake up feeling refreshed, and you're happy with your life, then don't change a thing. Yeah. Don't change a thing. That's where everyone tries to get to. But if, uh, if, if you are feeling 
if you are a searcher, a seeker, or a climber, as I call it, yeah. because as humans, a higher branch, you know, my uh, academy is all about, you know, reaching for that next branch. Because as humans, we do have a fundamental human need for growth. Mm -hmm. And whenever we, we feel like we're not growing mm -hmm. in the eight areas of life, both personally and professionally, we start to feel like, like a, a swamp that's not moving, like a creek that's not running, stagnant. Yes. So the metaphorical moss starts growing, you know, disease sets in, and it starts manifesting itself physically through pain, you know, stiff, stiff joints, sore muscles. So my message to you is that if you are feeling like you want more, you're searching for more, mm -hmm. and you feel stuck, you feel unhappy you feel restless you don't have a good night's sleep you don't wake up feeling energetic then love those messages love those messages from your body whenever your physical body sends you pain whenever your um your emotions send you feelings of unhappiness or uh, depression even or, or anxiety or restlessness mm -hmm. reach out and connect with that feeling acknowledge it and know that you need to make changes in one of the eight areas of your life and those eight areas, for those who are listening who are not familiar, are the tree of health in the middle, represented by the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual layers. We have four energies. Mm -hmm. And please don't forget those higher frequency energies of you know, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's your, that's your life force. That's a tree of health. But around that, and what gives your physical energy a reason to manifest itself and what boosts your life force are those seven other areas that dance in the circle around your life force. And they are, first of all, your tree of love. And I'm mentioning these in the order of priority. If mm -hmm. you're in a position where you don't have enough energy to devote your time mm -hmm. and your attention bandwidth to each one of these areas and your energy, if you don't have enough, then you need to prioritize them in this order till you get to a state of peak performance where you can you know punch higher in all of them and they are the tree of love meaning actual physical and emotional intimacy with another partner right yeah. a lot of people dismiss that but that is the source of incredible emotional and spiritual energy it's an amazing source so many songs or or um, software programs or buildings have been designed by people who are in love right yeah and so don't neglect that energy. Second is a tree of family. Mm -hmm. The tree of family represents the fundamental human need for unconditional love and support. Your family's unconditional love and support gives you the permission to try things in life without fear of failure because you know that someone has got your heart, you know, yeah. in their hands if you fall, if you fail, and it, gives, it makes you fearless. The, um, the fourth tree of life is... Uh, the tree of work, and that fulfills the fundamental human need for fulfillment, mm -hmm. right? We need to feel fulfilled, which is closely tied to purpose. So you want to wake up with a purpose, you need to do a job that, you know, uh, that you love. Yeah, and yeah. the fifth tree of uh, life is a tree of friendship, mm -hmm. which represents the fundamental human need for belonging. Yep. We need to feel like we belong to a tribe. Sixth is the tree of learning which mm -hmm. fills the fundamental human need for growth. And this is what people are doing right now. They're listening to a podcast and mm -hmm. hopefully learning something new. Maybe 80% of what they hear 
or even 99% may be something that they, uh, they already know, but it could be that 1% that they've learned and that yes. represents a growth, you know, a step in your growth. The seventh tree of life is the tree of wealth, mm-hmm. which represents the fundamental human need for freedom. When I say wealth, I don't mean in monetary terms. Mm-hmm. That is secondary. I do mean that in a secondary way, but the mm-hmm. primary source of wealth is in defining your wealth. If you define your wealth by your having great health, having a great love life, great friends, a great job, right? You know, great learnings with new books and so rich. Yeah, that then that's what defines your wealth. Then what I found is money flows as a consequence of that, and not the other way around. People chase money thinking that it's going to give them wealth in those eight mm-hmm. areas of yes. life, but it's the other way around. It's, it's, it's a trap. Are you listening Don't chase people? The money. <laughs> Don't chase the money, chase a full, a complete life in each one of these eight areas. And then what happens, a beautiful thing happens. And I know because I'm not telling you because I've read it in a book. I'm telling you because I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. When you wake up every day and you devote time, energy and attention to each one of these eight areas, Yes. And you do so by devoting that. Like I yes. write things in my journal, right, to make sure that I haven't missed anything. Then you will find a funny thing starts to happen. One is your mm-hmm. energy level starts to climb higher. Yes. Then you get more things done in less time. Imagine mm-hmm. being able to do that task you're doing at work right now or at the gym in less time then suddenly you have more time to devote to each one of the other areas of life, more time for friendship, for love, for intimacy, for reading books, mm-hmm. for you know, studying the, the, the share market if you do want to build your wealth from yes. the share market, whatever it is. Yes. So go the other way around. And this is a lesson. I don't want to use his name as a cliche because he has become synonymous with a cliche and that's Richard Branson. <laughs> but 20 years ago, before he started doing his speaking tours, I read his I read his book, his biography, mm-hmm. and what struck me about his biography, apart from the fact that you know it was um, he has some great anecdotes in there and great stories, is this guy built his wealth before he built his money, right? The, yeah, right? the wise get the wise get wealthier, the rich get richer. There is a difference. You want to be wise and wealthy, right? And what he did, he had a great life. This guy never compromised his family life or his personal life or his health and fitness. To this day, he still plays tennis. Now, he never stopped. He never did what a lot of people do. And that is, I'm not going to work out with Helen because I've got to work harder because my plan is to one day pay off the mortgage, one day, one day, one day, one day. And your one day suddenly becomes no day. No day. By the time you pay off your mortgage, You've left a trail of destruction where you have no love life, you have no family that wants to talk to you, you have no friends, lost the ability to have fun. And ironically, it starts impacting your work performance and your life performance. Is that all eight? Well, there's a tree of charity. There's a tree of charity. Yes. And what I say is this, if you make your work, as you do, Helen, Mm. if you make your work about serving people from the heart and making a difference, then that becomes your contribution because charity does not represent giving money. It represents the fundamental human need to feel like we're making a contribution to others. And if you're lucky enough to have a job that does that, Mm -hmm. right, then you're making a huge contribution and that fulfills that fundamental human need that boosts your life force. Yeah, 100%. I remember when... (laughs) 
at one of your workshops, you made us do a wheel and to see how we are filling up each of those limbs. <laughs> and when I saw mine and I was like, oh gosh, I need to spend more time in my friendships. I need to spend more time doing this. Um, segueing to my next question, how can we make sure that we're prioritizing each branch and what happens when we let one go or we don't focus much attention to one of those things? We, we all get lost in life, mm -hmm. just like we stop going to the gym or stop dating our partner or stop calling our friends or stop reading books or stop working at, uh, you know, at the highest productivity level that we can. We all do that. Mm. And the greatest athletes, the greatest celebrities, the greatest industry leaders, the greatest doctors, lawyers, whatever it is, personal trainers, they all go through those periods. But here's the difference. The difference is they know, they know that they're doing it. Mm -hmm. So they notice themselves doing it and they know how to get back on track. So we all have this path in life that we're heading and there is a right path, but sometimes we go off at a tangent. It's okay. Go back and get on the path. Go back and wake up early and go for your walk or do your workout or go to yoga, whatever it is. Go back and start dating your partner again. Go back and kick butt at work the next day. Go back and start reading books you know order it's a never book the right end now. is it yeah well it doesn't there's you know don't give up but just because mm. you've gone on track just get back on track it's Sounds as simple so as that simple. i feel like um your book coming out with the how is just going to help so many people when it comes to just, this sort of stuff i was just about to say if you have the operating system in the circle of conscious living it it it's there's an automatic redirection for you to get back on track and the way you do that and the the uh, actual um, system that i take you through in that book and by the way we're also developing a program because upgrade your life for 2021 has been postponed till 2022 mm -hmm. uh, we're actually launching a series of programs uh, online programs for all our, uh, our community, the broader community, and it will start with teaching everyone the operating system and this particular framework for knowing how to get back on track every time. And know, when you wake up every morning, whether you, it's not about having a perfect morning or the you know, perfect motivation. You know, motivation is crap. It's systems. Mm -hmm. Systems trumps motivation every time. Having this operating system will keep you on track every day it's like imagine i i came into this you know i i service a lot of uh, banks yeah now imagine i tell my staff don't worry about the system just come in every morning <laughs> and do your work from memory and from motivation now we don't always make it wake up motivated wow. right yes. <laughs> so our 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 service levels will look like this one day up one day one down day depends down. on whether john or sally's feeling good that morning now, the same with life. You can't rely on motivation. You can't rely on perfection. And, mm -hmm. um, and you probably hear this a lot. You know, yeah. I remember when I used to invite people to the F45, they'd say, oh, not yet. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, you know, I think, what are you waiting for? Right? And it's because, oh, I need to wait for this perfect part of my life where my relationship with my partner is going well. My boss really likes me again. My friends are calling me. I'm, I'm doing everything. 
no, that's not that's that's remaining in in the land of uh, lost, right? It's when you go back to the system and do, then those things will automatically fall into place. Exactly. So, Can you tell us a time when you have been out of balance, Sam? with these branches and how you pulled yourself back in. And because I think a lot of listeners are in that position right now. <laughs> yeah, look, absolutely. And, and it's, it's very recent. Um, you would have remembered last year that I injured myself at F45 yes. uh, down in Melbourne. The first time ever guys that I have seen Sam injured. And I was <laughs> like, wow, Sam has a yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, it was the first time I'd, experienced uh, an injury that wasn't acute you normally you get injured a few days later you get better and you're back mm -hmm. on track uh, but you know I battled uh, this injury for for months and suddenly you become you can lose your identity as my identity was previously as an athlete mm -hmm. and through a series of so I fell off the tree of health right let's call it that. So one of the branches of the tree of health is a branch of exercise, mm -hmm. right? The tree of health, um, as I said, represented by the layers of physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Let's go to the physical. Physical is three branches. It's uh, nutrition, what you take in, it's movement, exercise, mm -hmm. and three, it's regeneration or sleep or relaxation or meditation, right? Yes. But it's those three things, refuel, recharge, right? It's that flow of energy between those three things. So I fell off the branch of movement and I then started identifying as an injured person. Then I started moving less and I started operating out of fear. So, you know, the first step in the circle of conscious living in the operating system is to focus, is to have a dream in your heart and focus on what you want in your mind. It's a partnership between heart and mind. You need the inspiration, right, mm -hmm. uh, in your heart um, and the information in your head before mm -hmm. you go to the implementation in your hand. So I stopped the implementation because I was operating out of fear. And that went on for many weeks. And ironically, it was one of, uh, you know, my now friend who read my book and he is actually yes. exercise physiologist. And uh, he said to me, well, Sam, you're not following your own operating system. You know, he said, you've, you know, step three is acceptance, you know, you know, step two is taking action. Mm -hmm. There's sub elements after that. And, uh, but wow, I wasn't, I wasn't accepting yes. uh, the injury and I wasn't taking action out of fear. So I had a fear mindset. So I went back to my operating system and I just said, I'm going to do whether I wake up feeling pain or what so you can only you can only do what you can within your control so i said what can i control what is within my control so i said i can control what i eat so let's go to anti-inflammatory foods so i went on you know no gluten no dairy no grains you know I didn't know this minimal minimal red meat um yes. but i still think like for my body type genetic type red meat is awesome but so i reduce my inflammation i started having cold showers in the morning oh okay now, yes. i hate having cold showers oh me too anyone that's listening <laughs> it's awful right <laughs> at the beginning at the beginning but sure enough after 66 days which is a two lunar cycles for something to go from your conscious to subconscious mind it's now crossed the line of automaticity 
where it's just I'm under the shower now instead of going <laughs> right. I'm just I'm just like solid underneath it. I'm just really yeah, absolutely. I just clench my fist. I anchor it in a in a particular time in my life, and it was when I was running a race across the finish line, and I remembered how I felt. And I felt invincible, so I clench my fist, and I'm there, and the cold water does not um, uh, impact me anymore. Anyway, I won't go into the the uh, technique of anchoring, but so I then went to you know cold showers. And then I started doing some movement. I said, well, what movement can I do? Let's at least do what I can do. Slowly, I started overlaying and, and got over this, you know, this brick fence of fear that I'd put mm-hmm. up. And, and the, the key to it is to focus on what you want, on your goals and dreams. Take your action with courage and love. Not just love for others, but love for yourself. Mm-hmm. And three, most importantly is accept the outcome, whatever flows. If you do all those things and you are still in pain, then own the pain and still do those things every day. Don't stop doing, uh, you know, don't stop doing life. And then fourth step after acceptance, and you can't experience this fourth step without the third step of acceptance. And there is a method that I, uh, there is a three-step method that I teach for practicing acceptance that just absolutely works. Not, uh, and I won't go through it now because we'll go mm-hmm. off on a tangent. But the fourth step after acceptance is be grateful. So I said, okay, well, I can't do deep squats anymore. I can't do deep lunges. I can't do jump squats. There's, there's certain things. But I was focusing before on what I couldn't do, whereas now I, can, I focus on what I can do. Yeah, reframe. Reframe. Yes. Yeah. That's so amazing. That's so good to hear because I didn't know that. It's but, all here yeah. and here. I'm and so the body, happy for you. The body follows suit. Everyone thinks it's all about the physical and, you know, it's the body is strong. Yeah. But the mind is stronger and the heart is strongest. Mm. So reverse engineer your life, start with the heart. And Simon Sinek calls start with the why. Your heart is the why. It's what brings passion to the surface. What is your why? My, you know, my big why is my family, my friends, the seven areas of my life. So I want to be an inspiration to my children. That's my big why. And then that, goes, that ignites passion in your heart. And then the mind is like a heat-seeking missile that then starts seeking out through the mind's reticular activation system all the things that you need to be doing to fulfill the dream in your heart. And the third part is actually doing it. That's the easy part. <laughs> mm. That's so good. I've got a few little questions, Sam. They're going to be really quick, but they're going to be really cool. And it's just so that people can get to know you a little bit better before we wrap up the show. The first question is, what is something, Sam, that people don't know about you? Um, I'm actually a singer. <laughs> so I, I used to be a singer when I was going through law school. That's how I paid my way, my way through law school. And um, so I originally started as a guitarist. Then I learned uh, drums. And then it on one particular gig, we were doing the mm-hmm. fuses blue. And none of the electric guitars, nothing, nothing worked. <laughs> and we had this huge crowd looking at us in this dark room. Not even the strobe lights work. And, uh, wow. And then... 
And they looked to me because I had drums were not electric mm -hmm. back then. I mean, they're still not electric now, but it, so they looked to the percussionist at the back of the room. And so I just <laughs> did this amazing drum solo. And then after I got tired, there was still silence and there was still no one that could fix the problem. So I then went to the front, grabbed the microphone and did a, um, a total vocal only of, um, it was a Led Zeppelin song. and. Um, <laughs> and and then from then everyone said, "Oh my God, you're such a good vocalist." And then I started uh, doing uh, singing after that. And then I had these dreams of becoming a musician. And my parents forced me to go to law school, and mm -hmm. the rest is history. <laughs> wow! Gosh, yeah. you never cease to amaze me, Sam. That's another thing that I didn't know. Secondly, what is one thing that you find really valuable for your health, whether it's a emotional mental or physical what is one thing that i don't know has transformed you or one thing that you won't give up or one thing that you've implemented uh the game changer for me was uh sleep uh sleep for me is a superpower um I, you know a lot of people will say oh isn't it your journaling you know isn't it uh, this or that and i will say if i don't have enough sleep what i write in my journal is going to be just you know foggy Which right your number one priority is not the food it's not the exercise uh everyone's exercising more than ever everyone's eating better more than ever mm -hmm. and we're still unhealthy why yeah. we're not getting enough sleep we're not the recovery is the most important part of the cycle and helen i mean you've told me that many times you need time to recover and the best recovery is is uh, sleep and my tips for you is to sleep before 10 p.m even earlier don't eat after dark and eliminate eliminate artificial light at night beautiful and that's Three how you get the best tips. sleep yep last question what is a random act of kindness that you have done i know that you serve a lot of people and random acts of kindness is something that i like doing and i can imagine that you may have a random act of kindness that you have performed recently so what was it there's been there's been a few, mm -hmm. but I think this the man one, is so generous, guys. Well, they're they're little, they're little as well. They're, they're nothing earth shatteringly mm -hmm. uh, big. I've you know I've knelt beside a homeless person and given them a meal and done all those things. I I mm -hmm. or or some money or what have you. But the I think we underestimate that charity starts at home and the one thing that i did recently that i was very proud of mm -hmm. was just sit and listen to my daughter without judgment oh yep that's just that's a way of you know like um definitely passing, yeah passing things on at like you know paying it forward isn't isn't just us doing things sometimes it's not doing anything at all and sometimes just sitting and listening to a person and that was Definitely. in the last few days and uh, i just sat and listened and listened and kept my mouth shut right and uh for the people in your life sometimes that's what they want from you the most and it's just to listen without prejudice listen without judgment definitely wow that is a something really valuable as well for people in relationships or you know the the partner that always wants to tell someone how to do something sometimes people just want to talk and be heard yes and yes. it's very valuable that you said that 
Sam, is there anything else that you'd like to add or talk about or that we haven't spoken about or that I haven't asked you that you have a burning desire to let out? Not really. I mean, by the time we are recording this, obviously, the um, we have a fear pandemic in our society coupled with yes. a physical pandemic, um, the coronavirus. Um, I don't know too many people that are finding it tough right now because there's so many support groups out there. But if uh, I guess if you are finding it tough to work from home or finding mm -hmm. it tough in any way that, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to um, your family and friends. Um, start with your family and talk to someone. Sam, just quickly, what is next for you? You've got the book and I know that Upgrade Your Life, this beautiful event that I highly encourage everyone to come along to, um, is cancelled for next year because of this pandemic that's going on. Uh, what is in the pipeline? You know, I, I I love it when we meet with adversity and, you know, everyone saw the cancellation of 2021 as bad news. But for me, just a negative is always, you know, a door that closes, another door that opens, and it's mm -hmm. really accelerated. The big positive to come out of it for us is that a lot of our faculty of experts on a higher branch, and you'll find who they are if you go to ahigherbranch.com, Mm -hmm. They have so much time because instead of traveling the world speaking, they're at home and they're working on their next books. They're working on their next program. So we have a dozen experts at the moment mm -hmm. that are developing programs that are going to be released very soon. So we're launching a higher branch TV, yes. which is going to have, it's a bit like a Netflix, but instead of watching shows, you're actually watching, you know, videos of people, uh, courses things that will improve your life in each of the eight areas. So good. Thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Today, really good to see you, Helen. You too. We got to see each other properly very soon. Okay. <laughs> I'm still hugging. So namaste. Yes. All right, darling. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya. See you later. And that's it for another week on a Higher Branch podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode with my good friend, Helen, and have learned the importance of living a fulfilling, complete, but most importantly, a conscious life. Remember, if you need guidance on how to fulfill your eight areas of life, head to our website at ahigherbranch.com and enjoy a range of free articles and podcasts that have been lovingly created and specifically created to help you grow and succeed in life. So until next time, my friends, live consciously.